When it's time to seed grass, fertilize turf, or add a pop of color to your yard, Blaine's Farm and Fleet's got you covered with unbeatable deals on lawn and garden essentials. Find value on everything you need in-store or online at farmandfleet.com. Wisconsin can't rely on the coasts for climate action recommendations that work for the Midwest. So our flagship university became a founding member of the Midwest Climate Collaborative. This group launched this year. It aims to bring together climate research across the Midwest and create climate policy models for municipalities and the private sector. Midwest Climate Collaborative Director Heather Navarro shares how this got started. Yes, well, we the collaborative itself launched on January 28th. Before that, though, there had been about a year and a half of virtual summits and a think tank series that was convening com- convening folks from all over the Midwest region. And kind of what came out of that was this desire to have an ongoing effort that could do more than simply convene and share ideas, but actually develop and implement a climate action agenda. So having an actual organization with staff, which right now is me, um, to start carrying out the, the ideas and implementing the solutions that have been talked about over the last few years. And your membership is primarily education, university entities, and it sounds like a very research-focused organization. Well, so, so far, yes, we do have a lot of members from higher ed, and I think that's partly a reflection of how this got started, um, because it was a think tank series bringing folks together who are working on this. But there's a recognition that, you know, the universities aren't going to be the ones implementing the solutions. You know, so whether it's local government, whether it's in the business sector, wherever that is, we've got to make those connections from whether it's, you know, the, the research, the education, the leadership development and training that's happening at the university level, that has got to be trans translated into action, and it's going to be done through local governments, corporations, you know, nonprofits, all, all of those things. So the collaborative does have, so it's heavy right now on, on higher ed institutions, but we do have several local governments, St. Louis, Kansas City, Carmel, Indiana, Columbus, Ohio, who are all uh, members, as well as Millipore Sigma is um, our biggest corporate member right now. And so we will be looking to expand. You know, we just launched on the 28th, and now that we're out there, you know, I anticipate we'll be, we'll be building out that, that membership to be more diverse. But research is definitely a piece of it. And, and as I've been talking to our nonprofit members and, and some of our local government members, that's the part that they're really actually excited about is to have some good data. You know, they're trying to implement policies or practices and being able to have a link to these research institutions is going to be really um, invaluable. Anytime that there's a new organization out there that's looking to fight climate change, make a difference in, in our environment, we like to talk about what agriculture has to do with that. Does agriculture have a voice in taking climate action? Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, and especially here in, in the Midwest. And the solutions to, to climate change, a lot of them are going to come from the ag sector because our farmers are our greatest stewards of, of the land. And so, you know, they've got to be at the table. There's so much potential there for us all to be working together. And, and the biggest impacts of climate change are often felt in the ag community, whether that's flooding, drought, pests. I mean, all of those things, I mean, they are, our, our agriculture sector is, is in many ways a frontline community. I mean, they are seeing these changes. 
Um, and they're also the ones who can, you know, they, they have a lot to bring to the collaborative, I think, in, term, in terms of what solutions are going to actually work. And every year they have an opportunity to put something into practice and, and to try out solutions. So it's definitely, I mean, agriculture is, is you know, if not the biggest sector that we're going to be working with, one of the biggest here in the Midwest. Taking climate action is a phrase that is used a lot among different organizations or companies when it comes to environmental sustainability. But what does it mean? What does climate action look like? What proposals, what policies are you guys going to try to bring to the table? No, it's a great, a great question. And so right now, so I came on, so the launch was 20, the 28th. I came on on the 25th. So my the first few months, we were going to be really getting the collaborative up and running, but we do have a few projects so far, and then we expand, expect to um, to broaden those. And one of those is a, a climate research agenda. Um, so, you know, we know there's a lot of research going on at the university level. How much of that is actually informing policies and practices on the ground? So we're going to need to be hearing from folks in the ag industry about, you know, what are the questions that you have that you know, science could be could be asking. Um, so that's one of the early stage projects. But I think eventually what we'll see in the future is, um, you know, possibly model policies for counties and, and municipalities in the Midwest that are, are developed and designed with the Midwest in mind. Um, there are so many things. So I used to work in local government. I was a an elected city official here in St. Louis for four and a half years. And when I would work on policy, so much of the, the research that I would get would come from L.A., Miami, Houston. And I just thought, you know, the, they, they have different weather than us. You know, they don't have the same old housing stock that we do. They don't have the same land practices that we, that we do. And so one thing I think is going to be really helpful here is that whether it's happening at the local level or the state level, we're going to be able to develop policies using research and experience from people and communities here in, in the Midwest. Um, I think there are also some really great things happening in in ag around the Midwest, you know, whether it's, you know, cover crops, whether it's looking at, you know, what crops are going to thrive um, in, in floodplains, knowing that we're going to have more precipitation. Um, and taking those pilot, kind of those pilot programs or things that have worked in one area and really elevating those, expanding those, amplifying them, finding some replicable practices. So it'd be great to know, you know, what's, and I know it's not all, you know, farming in Minnesota is different than, than farming in northern Missouri, for example. But I think we're going to be able to really build up a community that can share and, and replicate successes. And that's going to be really important in, in the agriculture sector. Are there other industries that you guys are targeting or looking at where maybe carbon could be reduced or new practices could go into place, like on transportation, for example? Oh, absolutely, yeah. So transportation is a big one. The built environment is very big. Several of the cities in the Midwest um, are part of a national building performance coalition, Um, and that's something here in St. Louis and and Kansas City, and I know others have passed building energy performance standards. So, you know, we have a, you know, whether you're talking about Detroit, Indianapolis, Cleveland, St. Louis, um, we've got really old cities with old buildings. We've got these great brick buildings, but we've got to figure out how do we make them energy efficient, um, you know, moving forward. At, you know, instead of just demolishing all of these buildings, how can we leverage the assets that we have and that are unique to our Midwestern cities? And, and our building stock, is it's definitely part of it. And St. Louis 
it's over 70% of our greenhouse gas emissions are coming from the built environment. So that's definitely going to be a piece of it. Transportation, like you said, is a big piece of it. Um, you know, manufacturing, I'm, you know, talking to, um, you know, the, the brewing industry, local microbrews, you know, up and down the Mississippi River, we've got, uh, you know, a lot of folks in that in that sector. So, you know, it's going to be great to, to learn from them. They're doing some really wonderful things around sustainability. So I think we'll, we'll see, a, we're going to be able to break this down into a lot of a lot of different sectors from urban, rural, suburban, you know, each one of those kind of brings something different to the table. Now, I know you guys are hot off the press, but do you have any specific timelines or very specific goals that you're looking to reach as early as 2022 or maybe even 2023? Well, so right now we are in the process of putting together a, a steering committee. Um, and I hope to have that, you know, ready in the next month and a half or, or so. And then that group is going to start to define what are the short and long-term goals for the collaborative. It's really important, though, that we have everybody at the table. And one of the things that's important for the collaborative is that whatever solutions we work to, to implement, whatever action we take, we want it to be helping to overcome the disparities in our society as opposed to exacerbate them. And we know that that is something that, that can happen if we don't keep that at the, at the forefront. And so before we start defining goals and objectives, I want to make sure that we are well represented on that steering committee and at the table as we design goals and solutions. So we don't have those mapped out just yet because we are taking some time to make sure that we have all the right folks at the table first. In addition to putting together a climate agenda, Midwest Climate Collaborative Director Heather Navarro says the group is working on mapping climate assets, such as resources available by sector to fight climate change. They're also reaching out to Midwestern students, such as those involved in FFA, to engage them in climate action. The collaborative is also working on an education piece for teachers. And finally, the group will be tracking climate commitments by Midwestern cities or companies to help people pay attention to what's going on in the region. You know, climate change in general, people are often thinking about what's happening on the coast. And I think what's happening in the Midwest, there's a lot of really exciting, innovative things happening here. And we're going to have a real impact on, on climate change as, as we start to implement more of this and really elevate, like I said, elevate and amplify the things that are working on the local level um, and be able to do that throughout the Midwest. It's going to make a big difference. Heather Navarro along with us. She's the director of the Midwest Climate Collaborative. And you can learn more about that group at midwestclimatecollaborative.wustl.edu. For the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Stephanie Hoff.